Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. We are continuing our conversation with David Susan and we are talking about his book, Balls, The Three Secrets of Sales Success with David Susan. So David, we spoke a little bit about the first principle in your book, which was have balls and the whole aspect of dealing with fear, dealing with issues that can hold you back, the whole aspect of anticipation versus uh, worry and fear. And there were some great points. So if you have not listened to last podcast, go on iTunes and go back and listen to that podcast because there are some great things that were brought out by David. Today, we want to hit in his second principle, and his second principle in his book is play balls to the wall. So remind us, David, uh, what is play balls to the wall again? Uh, Thanks, Oren, for having me again. Appreciate it. Playing balls to the wall means really setting your goals higher, setting your sights higher, because what we find is when you set a higher goal, you work and you you work and practice and learn to perform to that level. So if you only think you're going to be at a certain level, that's as hard as you work. So it's learning to set higher goals for yourself. And that's really what it comes down to. We've been speaking and taking this. And of course, the book is written from the perspective of sales. But as I've mentioned in the previous podcasts and to my listeners, these principles are not limited to sales. They are principles that we can use in everyday life. So playing balls to the walls, we could understand in sales is high setting those expectations, not uh, like you had said a few weeks ago, not setting to being in the top 10%, but being number one in the company. How could we, let's say, for instance, I'm just throwing it out there, let's say within marriage, how would you play balls to the walls within your family, for instance? Well, you know, what I believe is balls to the wall uh, really comes down to setting what your goal is. Right. And I think oftentimes we just don't do it. Would that be vision as in vision, vision, goals? Absolutely. Vision, goals, where you see yourself, where you see your family, where you see a relationship, where you see in anything. And what you realize is top performers set goals. I mean, it's one of the, the one thing they do is they say, here's where I want to be. This is how I want to perform. The, the people who have a good family, they set a goal or a vision at least. And they say, this is what we want for our family. And, you know, I don't know that I was raised that way so much with a goal, but I will tell you when my wife and I, before we had children, we talked about it. And we said, what do we want our family to be like? What do we want it to look like? What do we want our kids? Now, we are not perfect by any means. We got got warts. We got all sorts of problems, right? The challenges. But you work through them because you have a guiding vision of where you want it to be. And so we sat down and we said, here's how we want to parent. Mm -hmm. Here's how we want our kids to be and the confidence level or the character of mm-hmm. who they are. Right. And we focused more on who they are, not with so much of what they do. Correct. So for us, it was, we want to build, we want to raise good adults. That was our whole goal. Yes. We don't have to be the smartest, 
but we want people who are uh, nice, that contribute to society. Mm -hmm. They're caring, they're helpful. And it's all those principles that we, we look at. But we talked about it. Right. We thought about it. And we create a vision. Yes. And so a lot of times when you say balls to the wall, I think the mistake people make in any in any role is they just float. Right. It's it's being in a boat in the ocean without oars, without a compass, without knowing where you want to go, and you're just willing to go wherever the yeah. tide and the wind blows you, and guess what? Yes, you'll end up somewhere. Right. But that somewhere may not be where you want to be. Right. So why not set a goal, set a vision, right? And say, this is the ideal. This is the vision I have for now. That could maybe you create a vision board. So right. you start seeing it and feeling it and experiencing it. Well, that, yeah, that's and make it feel real, right? You correct. have to make it feel yeah. real and believable. Well, you know, jumping in here again in that, if you had to, and I'm sure you know, you don't walk around to everybody that you see and go, "Hey, do you have goals? Do you have vision? Do you play balls to the wall?" But you must, as you look at people and deal with them in business or you see them in the in your seminars or speaking to them, are there things that make people stand out that are going balls to the wall or versus somebody who's not? Is there characteristics that you see in them that they don't even tell you, oh, I've got goals or this one says I don't have goals. But are there things that you can actually, that you could identify in their lives just in the very short time that maybe you meet them or maybe if you've been their manager or their leader that you could say, you know what, I know that person is a balls to the walls person versus that person over there who doesn't. Is there anything that you could think of that would kind of differentiate the two? I, I think they tend to have more direction. Mm. They're, they're rowing, to, back to our analogy, they're rowing in the right direction. Right. And so they have something that has purpose. Yes. And I think I, one of the things I don't like about goals is sometimes they feel forced yes. versus a, a something that inspires and pulls you forward. More organic. Yeah. More organic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's something that excites you, not because you have to, but because you want to, right? right. And this is one of the things I coach people on. If it's a business or a relationship or whatever, is sending that vision of, here's what really attracts me, that excites me, because that will pull you forward. Right. And then in those people, you see it. Yes. And, and I'm not saying these are over-the-top people. Sometimes they're quiet. Sometimes they're, the, the, you wouldn't even know. And then you get in a conversation uh-huh. and you ask a question or something comes out right. and you spark it. And all of a sudden they start talking and you see the light that the eyes light up. You see the energy, how they start talking about it because they're pulled towards something that moves and inspires. You brought a good point out there, David. And I think maybe we can just look at that in a second because I've been thinking about it over the last few interviews with you. These principles are great, but maybe somebody out there might say, well, that's not my personality. That's not, you know, I'm not the the balls to the wall, the director type who gets things done. I'm a relational person. I'm a this. And something that you brought out there is, you know, these people don't have to be over the top. These principles are not about personality. Talk to me Correct. a little bit about that. Because somebody could say, well, that's fine for you. You you sound like you're a very extrovert. Now, we know that in our conversation, that's not the truth. You weren't. 
but for me or for people who are a little bit more extrovert people or director type driven, you know, people say, well, they driven. These principles sound like it's kind of that whole aspect of you got to be driven and you got to do it. Speak to us a little bit about that these principles, how they, and especially play balls to the walls, because that really does sound like somebody who is a driven type person, how it can fit any personality type, be it a relational person, a directed type, a socializing type of personality, depending on what personality tests my listeners have done or haven't done, we all got diff- we all understand we've got different personalities. So, well, that's an that's one of, one of the best questions I've heard related to this. It doesn't matter. What you find is people play balls to the wall. It's not this over the top personality, this 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 uh, alpha male mindset. Right. No, it could just be a quiet confidence. It. It's, but it's someone who knows what they want. It, it, it could be the person who loves knitting. Uh-huh, yeah. And they're like, oh man, I love knitting. And you see their eyes light up or it's <laughs> like, oh man, I love, I love being a nanny or I love just being a mom or I love being a dad or I love that, right? It's, you see their eyes light up, but they're really playing balls to the wall in what they're uh-huh. doing because they're excited and motivated and they want there's something that drives and motivates them and it's exciting to them. So it's more of a passion aspect rather than, and I think it might beg the question, if you're in something and you're not going balls to the walls, not because you don't have, but you just hate it with everything in your, in your very being, maybe it's not the aspect of going balls to the walls, but the fact that you shouldn't be there in the first place. And then maybe you need to, and maybe that goes back to your first principle, which says maybe you've not moved out of there because you've not, you, you haven't had the balls to. Right, you, there's fear. Yes, there's yeah, the fear. There's aspect. some fear. No, yeah. we're not saying jump ship from whatever you're doing immediately. Right. But you're right. I think it's important that we we take the time to do this, and I think that's half the battle here. Right. Is people who play balls to the wall, they actually take the time to think. Mm-hmm. They take the time to take an inventory of themselves, what they like, what they don't like, where they're at. And I don't think enough people do it. They're just floating in life as opposed to, and I'm not saying being neurotic, but sitting down and just going, you know what, what moves me? What excites me? What, what would I do if I never had to work a day in my life? What, what would I actually do? And what I always like to tell people when I'm, when I'm having this conversation with them is, don't always define a job as much as elements that you enjoy. One of my favorite examples. I was teaching a, a course, and to, to te- prove this point, I said, raise your hand if you're in the room today. Raise your hand if you like math. And maybe 10 hands out of 100 go up. I'm like, great. What about? And I went to each of the 10, and I said, what about math do you like? And one woman says, I love that all the numbers add up. (laughs) Another guy says, I love what they predict. Another guy says, I love how they, the problem solving involved in math. So what you start to see is that when you say, what do you like about math? It's not math that they like. For one person, it's Really, what they like is problem solving. And whether they're doing math or not, it doesn't matter. They love problem solving. That is transferable to different roles 
jobs, careers, opportunities. The woman that said, I love how the numbers add up. Well, guess what job she was in? Accounting, right? <laughs> she loved adding up the numbers, but she didn't like problem solving. Mm. She didn't want to go figure out why and how. She just, give me a task, let me add it up. Then the, there was the gentleman who said, I love what they predict. I love what they show. So for this gentleman, it wasn't problem solving. It wasn't adding up. It's, I like trend analysis. So what happens is when you say, someone says what they like, what I always say is you get to that root cause a little bit. What are the elements that you like so that mm. you can find your passion? Mm. People don't just say, I like math. I don't like, you know, I, I like math. I like music. I like working with people. I like helping. I like, you really got to dig into the individual elements of that role. Right. What about helping people do you like? What about math do you like? What about music do you like? Yes. For example, you're a musician, you, you sing, you play guitar, you play drums, correct? Correct. Yes. So someone might say, I like music. Mm -hmm. Well, my question would be, what about music? For my brother, it's not performing. For my brother, he loves the ability to listen to music and he has an amazing talent of uh, mm -hmm. uh, ability to pick talent. So what he likes about music is yes, how the music comes together, but he's exceptional at spotting talent. Very good. Yeah. So for some people, it's really breaking it down. And what happens is once you find that, you start to find those elements. Mm -hmm. I like problem solving. I like people. I like helping. I like whatever it is. Now you take that list and you start putting it together mm. and you start getting a better picture of, wow, this is what really is my motivators. Right. Then you can plug that into a job, an opportunity, a career, or hobbies on the side, mm. or volunteer work that moves and inspires you and gives you greater purpose and success. Very good. Yeah. Sometimes we, we kind of identify ourselves with broad brush strokes instead of really trying to dig down into what is it that really is our passion? What is it that really identifies us? Very good. Well, thank you, David. That uh, uh, I think we really got a lot out of uh, today and that the whole aspect of playing balls to the walls. Because I think sometimes, as I said right at the beginning, people look at that and go, well, is that my, am I that type of person to do that? And I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's not a personality type. It's not, you know, all of us can do it. Once you found your passion, it drives you to playing balls to the walls because you love it, you enjoy it, and you're going to give your 100%. You're going to get vision. You're going to get goals. And the goals aren't those boring things that we've been taught so long to sit and write down your goals. You know, it never works. When you tell people to write down their goals, no one does it. But once you've got that passion, it's not hard to write down your goals. Right, because it pulls you toward it. You're not forcing it. It's, it's organically pulling you, yes. and now every day you feel like, I can't wait to do, I can't wait to perform, I can't wait to practice, I can't wait to do more right. toward that. So once again, we've been speaking to David Susan, and we've been talking about his book, Balls, The Three Success, or <laughs> I keep on saying success, Balls, The Three Secrets of Sales Success, and uh, you can find the book on Amazon. Please go over and, and uh, I think it'll be a great investment, a great investment for you and your family and your clients and your customers and your staff. You know, who doesn't want to see their staff 
having balls, playing balls to the walls and not dropping balls. And uh, what a great way to motivate them and to get them motivated. So once again, thank you so much, David, for thank speaking Thank you for to having me, me Warren. And uh, next week, we're going to cover the third principle, don't drop balls. I think I've dropped a lot of balls in my life, not only in my uh, my business, but in my family and my, my parenting. We drop balls and many times, but I think that we shouldn't be feeling condemned about that. We can move on. We can look to the future and see that we don't keep on dropping those same balls and learn from our mistakes. So once again, thank you, David. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash orenrudolph.com.